This morning, I want to, um, as I said, encourage us in three prophetic thoughts that I feel Father God is urging us in. The first one that I feel that he is encouraging us in, and I may have shared some of this before, um, is standing on the rock. Standing on the rock. I haven't got any slides, sorry, so if you're taking note, I will go over them um, a few times for you so that you can get it down in your notebook. So it's standing on the rock. Standing on the rock. We've just basically been singing that, haven't we? Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. He is our rock. He is our firm foundation. I feel that Father God is encouraging us as a church to stand on the rock. Stand firmly, not wavering, but firmly, firmly on the rock, unwavering, standing out. A couple of Tuesday nights ago at prayer gathering, we had prayer gathering here every Tuesday night, uh, 7.30 to 8.30, and a couple of Tuesday nights ago, I had a picture, um, those of you who are here will remember it, uh, that we, were, we, the church, were standing on a rock, great big humongous boulder, like a huge rock, standing on a rock. And not only were we, so when you're standing on a rock, a big rock, you're elevated, right? So you're standing up there elevated, so people have to look up. Well, not only were we standing on, on a rock, but the rock was also rising. It was like floating, coming up. So, so we were really standing out, like, wow, wow, look at that up there. Look at, and, and so I felt Father encourage us about standing on the rock, and that when we do that, Matthew 5, 13 to 14, you are salt, and you're the salt of the earth, you're the light of the world, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. For those of you who are part of Activate, you know that verse that is spoken over us as a church, that we are to be like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. And so when we're standing on a rock like that, firmly, firmly planted, firmly planted. It's not because of like self-righteousness, not because of that, but because actually we're in this world and we go through struggles and everything else. We're not immune to any of that, but we're standing on the rock and he is our rock. He is our refuge. He's my refuge. He's my fortress. So when we go through stuff in life, we get to be planted and we get to stand, stand out Others get to look at us and go, oh, wow, wow, how is that? How is that? Even though you're riding through this or that in life, you're firmly planted, standing on the rock. Hebrews 10.23 says, Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. That was Hebrews 10.23. One Corinthians 16, 13 to 14. 1 Corinthians, 1 Corinthians 16, 13 to 14. Be on guard. Stand firm in the faith. Be courageous. Be strong. And do everything with love. Psalms 62, 1 and 2. I wait quietly before God. For my victory comes from him. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress where I will never 
be shaken. That's Psalm 62, 1 and 2. He alone is my rock and my salvation, my fortress. I like that picture. He is my fortress. I get to run to him. He is there 24-7 as my fortress, my refuge, my safe place. I will not be shaken. I feel that's what Father is encouraging us as his church to be a people who will not be shaken, despite what we may be travelling through in life or death. Church in action, that's what we are focusing on at the moment and all the time, aren't we? Church in action. Church in action is not a church that are so lovely and perfect that we get to go out there and be the perfect little bees that we are and, and do our lovely good deeds or pray for somebody. We are not perfect, are we? We get to stand in his righteousness, but we get to go out there, blemishes and all, covered by his righteousness, his grace, and we get to stand out because maybe, maybe we are traveling through a really trialing time at the moment. Maybe we are going through grief, maybe not not even by death, but by other circumstances in our life. You know, we we all go through the struggles. We can all, you know, we can hit financial crises. Maybe some of us are even going through bullying. Maybe some of us have, have been abused. I pray not going through it, but maybe. Uh, we can go through natural disasters. Maybe, you know, you may, you may have travelled through a time with uh, a struggling period of time because of low rainfall, high rainfall, diseased crops, whatever it is. We go through stuff. We're not immune. When you're in a relationship with God, it doesn't make us immune to the trials of this world. Maybe workplace disputes, whatever it is, we travel through stuff, but we can still stand on that rock. We can still stand on him. He will be our fortress. He will be our safe place. He will give us, as as Pastor Ray prayed before, the hope. He will give us that. He is with us 24-7. He will give us peace. He'll give us courage. We need courage. I need courage. He'll give us wisdom. He'll give us joy. Even at times when, you know, you think, oh, I shouldn't be joyful right now, but I feel joy. He gives us supernatural joy. We get to stand out, even though we may be going through some not-so-great things in our life, we get to stand out, and people will go, how is it? They want to know. People want to know, eh? How do you, how do you get through that? You know, I was sharing with somebody um, this week. I know I need to share with your church because it, it, was, it surprised me. Now, she was surprised that I actually struggle sometimes with whether or not I am going to choose to take up offence. I know, shock horror. <laughs> I actually struggle with that. <laughs> I'm not perfect. Sometimes, some days, I may not be a very nice person. I am not perfect. I know. <laughs> but but yeah, can I share with you? You know, I was able to share... Um, 
with this person that I was meeting with. Well, okay, times where I might, you know, sometimes it's easy to, to just take up offence. It's really easy, isn't it? You know, especially if they've wronged us or, you know, and, and we're a nice person and, well, this is how I get through it, right? Okay, so I hope this is okay because I don't know whether it's not, whether it's, yeah. Anyway, I'll share it with you. You can judge for yourself. I will go, okay, what does the enemy want? So, okay, maybe I shouldn't be focusing on the enemy. But what does the enemy want? How does he want me to react to this situation? Because that's going to give him a glee party um, over me. It's going to give him maybe a little bit of a foothold, maybe a big foothold in my life. And so, okay, how would he want me re- to respond? Oh, yeah, he wants me to get bitter. He wants me to, to not like that person, to treat them really horribly or something like that. Oh, oh, he wants me to do that and he's going to have a glee party. I don't want him to have a glee party over my life. I don't want him to be happy. Oh, okay, so that must mean the opposite then is maybe what Father God wants me to respond with and, and how I'm going to be living in freedom with the opposite, and that will actually, you know, make the enemy really, really, really angry or really disappointed or maybe have a, you know, a pity party. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to respond like that, and I'm going to love on people or the person that I may feel like doing something else, but I'm going to love them. I'm going to forgive them, whether or not they know it. I'm still going, you know, sometimes you can be offended with somebody and they don't even know. They have no idea. It just wraps me up. So, okay, I'm going to let it go. I'm going to let it go. I'm going to love them. I'm going to love them. And at the same time, slap. You've slapped the enemy. (laughs) So anyway, that's how I do it. Hope that helps somebody and I hope that's not too wrong. (laughs) Anyhow, we walk through stuff. I walk through stuff. We all walk through stuff and we get to stand out. We get to stand on the rock unwavering. We get to do that because he is with us. He is my fortress. He is my help. He is my safe place. He gives me strength. He gives me peace. He gives me comfort. Sometimes we need to, I have had to do this before. It's a, say I'm not perfect. I, sometimes I can't do it on my own. Sometimes I have to call out to others around us and that's the beauty of the church family as well. Not only that we get to stand on the rock, our Father, but we also have people around about us too. And so sometimes I've had to say, hey, I need you to stand in the gap for me right now. I need you to pray for me because I'm struggling to do this right now. I'm struggling to maybe forgive or whatever it may be. I'm struggling. So get people to stand alongside you. We get to stand out with, with sharing this with other people. Okay, I know what, well, maybe you don't know what they're going through. I see you're going through a tough time. This is how I walked through it. I, I experienced God's peace like this, where I gained wisdom because I read this in the Bible Share it with people around you that people want to hear. They want to hear. They want to hear our story. They want to hear our story. That's a church in action who are not perfect but are shining, standing on the rock, standing out. Share with others. 
The second thing, okay, so the first thing is standing on the rock. Standing on the rock. You know, with him, we can be victorious. With him, we can be victorious because he won the victory. You know, before that was powerful, raising the banner of the name of Jesus. Thanks, team, that was awesome. You know, sometimes I think we also we need to remind ourselves of who he is. He conquered the power of death. You know, he rose. He's not, he's not human like us. He is God. God. He. We can have victory in him. He is victorious. Sometimes we need to lift our sights, read, read the, the word, declare it into the atmosphere of who he is. Declare he is God Almighty. God Almighty raised up a banner over my city, over my country, over my life, over my family. He is God Almighty. Okay, the second thing. First, standing on the rock. Second thing, push. I keep getting the word push. And so I want to explain to you what I see and sense around the word push. Push I don't know, do you see something like that? You know, like a stance. When you push, you have to sort of get into a stance. Or at least go like that, don't you, when you push? Yeah, you need to, yeah, it's like, come on, let's give it a good push. So it's pretty much like that, isn't it? So with push, I would say, well, even with the, the picture of it, the stance, I, what I see... Um, and sense is in a spiritual, aggressive stance. So a getting up, it's, it's, you need to get up really, don't you? A get up to push, a getting up, the opposite to complacency, a getting up, getting into the stance of, of a meaning business. Come on, I'm going to push. I'm going to push. Meaning business. Warfare, battle, in the game, not spectating. You know, with, with the All Blacks, it's not sitting on the, on the seats just watching for us to push. If we want to push, I've got to get in there with them and push. Taking ground, push. So how do we, the church, push? So this is the question that I asked and I got two, two main words, or maybe more, but anyway, two main words I'm going to share with you uh, is, number one, unity. Unity. Uh, we can read about unity, the power of unity in Psalm 133. Unity, and we've been looking at belonging, belonging as a church. There is power in unity. And, you know, with, with the, a, a push, if there's one of me, I can push, Right? But if you, well, do some people want to come and join me up here? Does anyone want to come running, just to give a visual picture? Come running up. Anyone who's courageous, go, Sarah. Yes, come on. Should we go this way? Okay. So, yeah, I want more people, please. Oh, not too hard. (laughs) Okay. Okay, let's come forward. Okay, I need more people, please. Come on. Get up. Get up and push. <laughs> more people, please. Yeah. 
Okay. Okay. Okay, I need more people. Okay. I'm coming forward. Okay. Have we got more people? Come on. Come on. Who's going to come and join? Come on, get up off your seat, please. <laughs> Thank you. We need more people. Come on. More, please. Come join me. Yeah, come on. Come on. Okay, so what I could... Yeah, keep, keep coming. What I could push... Maybe I could push a door open. What can I push open now? What are we going to push? Come on. Okay, let's push, but we're acting, okay? We're not... Yeah. <laughs> we need to... And imagine if we had two rows or three rows or four rows or... Yeah, come on. What if we had all of us? No, we don't all, really. You don't all have to come, but it would be fun, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, have you got the picture? Yeah, the scrum. Come on. I'm part of the All Blacks right now. How do we do this? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, come on, that's meaning business, isn't it? Come on, unity, meaning business, just stay, stay standing here. So we can be here, unified, unified together, unity. There's, a, there's maybe going to be a greater push. We're standing here in unity. Unity is important. But along with unity comes force, right? So if we just stand here together in unity, then that's lovely, that's beautiful. You know, there's power in unity. But if we don't get into the stance of a spiritual aggressive stance of the push, and I'll talk a little bit more about that, then we're not going to get the force. We're going to have, so we need unity and force to give the push. Okay, let's give them all a hand. Thank you. <laughs> so imagine if we had... I don't know how many we had there, but imagine if we had 50. Imagine if we had 100. Maybe 200. 300. Maybe 1,000. Maybe 2,000. Imagine, imagine the power of not only unity, but having the force of a push. With unity, um, I was reminded of Joshua 6, of when the Israelites walked around Jericho and the, you know, the, the walls eventually came down. Well, the instructions that were given from, from God was to basically be quiet, walk around, walk around those walls seven times, you know, seven days, but don't say a word, don't say a word until I tell you to shout at the end. And so you can imagine, you know, if they had have spoken... If they had, that would have destroyed the unity because straight away there would have been like, well, I don't know about you, but I might have said, oh, for goodness sake, what are we doing again? Oh, four days of this walking around the wall. What on earth? Oh, come on, let's just go the other way. Or, you know, it's, it was quite odd. It was weird. And if we could have said something, if they could have said something, the unity would have been destroyed. So unity is incredibly important because eventually the unity of that brought the walls down. In fact, God did it, actually. They didn't need the physical force at all. God did it, which is amazing. Wonderful. Prayer, James 5.16. Confess your sins to each other and pray for each other so that you may be healed. The earnest prayer of a righteous person 
has great power and produces wonderful results. Prayer is important in the push. Prayer, unified prayer. I encourage us to come along to a Tuesday night gathering. Even if you can't get to them all, come along. When we're unified together in the push. Actually, um, I was encouraged. You know, when I had this picture at the prayer gathering of standing on the rock, uh, I spoke to a lovely lady who was there for the first time at prayer gathering. Probably, um, well, I know she didn't really want to be there. And... um, (laughs) but came along, and because sometimes I don't really want to be there because I'm feeling tired or something, honestly. (laughs) But she came, and she had the same picture that I had. Isn't that cool? Same picture. So she was encouraged, I was encouraged, and that was wonderful. So come along to prayer gathering Tuesday night, one hour. Prayer is so important. It is not just the natural act, it's a spiritual act, putting in the push So, as I said, we can't just be, there's more to just being unified in the push, but we also need the force. And so I said to God, what's the force? What's the force in the push? And and again, I got prayer, 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 prayer is important. Prayer gives the force in the push. Obedience, basically everything, I was thinking about it, the things that gives the force in the push that aggressive stance that's going to give some movement, some pushback to the enemy, is basically everything that the enemy doesn't want us to do. Did I say that right? Yeah. Everything that he doesn't want us, he doesn't want us to do. Yeah, that's right. It's basically everything that God wants us to do, right? So obedience, obedience, giving a a push with a force, it's maybe planting seeds, you know, as you're sharing with a workmate, as you're maybe doing the rack cards, the random act of kindness, maybe praying for somebody, maybe, you know, I, um, oh, I talked to somebody this week and amazing, what, um, one, one, one person had a word of knowledge in a taxi for somebody um, which was amazing, and another one had um, a supermarket bag in the in the car, and they saw a lady on a bike, and she didn't really want to do it, but God said, "Give her the bag, <laughs> give her the bag." As simple as that. Maybe that's planting the seeds in someone's life. That's putting some force in. Maybe you're the one who's to come along and reap the seeds that somebody else has planted. You know, sometimes we can respond to a prompting that maybe it is to share or pray with somebody at work or in our neighbourhood, wherever it is. We don't know what Holy Spirit's been already doing in their life or maybe what somebody has already planted in their life. Maybe they're travelling through something really, really tough. Actually, I talked. that's it. I talked to somebody this week and she felt uh, God say to her, say to that lady in the supermarket, she had champion on her shirt, and she said, say to that lady, uh, she, heard, she heard God say, say to that lady, she's a champion, you don't need the T-shirt, you're a champion without the T-shirt. And she said, I really, she didn't want to. <laughs> and so she battled with it for a bit until she was walking out of the supermarket and the lady's right behind her. And she was like, oh, okay, okay, okay. So she said it. She said, turned around and she said, look, I'm... I'm a Christian and, and I just really feel that God wants you to know that you're a champion 
and you don't need that T-shirt, you're a champion. And um, she was a younger lady, and a younger girl, and her mother was with her, and her mother just started weeping. Who knows? She still doesn't know what, what, um, what that young lady may have been going through, but she responded. She was obedient to, uh, yeah, whether it's a, obedience, planting seeds, reaping seeds, tithing. Tithing is some force because that's saying, no, gosh, this is the, the first, first fruits, the first, it's not, not my own, it's yours. That's putting some force in. That's a spiritual act. Thanksgiving, gratitude, praise, worship, magnifying God as we were doing before, magnifying Jesus, that is powerful. Magnifying him above all of our, all situations. Magnifying him above everything. Thanking him. Eve, it says thank, thank him in all circumstances in the word. You know, that's powerful when we step out and do that. That's a spiritual act that gives force to the push. Giving thanks. Forgiving gives force to the push. Gives force. Knocks the enemy back. When an army goes out in battle, in unity and force, victory results. Whatever we were pushing over then is over. Is over because we're united and we have the force together in that. Victory results and because we have victory in him. I read this saying, the task ahead of us is never as great as the power behind us. That's cool, eh? The task ahead of us is never as great as the power behind us. He is our power. He is with us always. He is not, not only behind us. In fact, he's in front of us. He's beside us. He's in us. He's with us. He is with us. So, standing on the rock, push Unity and force. And the third one I feel that he's encouraging us as, in, as a church or urging us in is rest. Rest. Now, that um, is a word with a lot of different connotations. So some of you may feel like lying down and having a sleep when you, when you hear that word. But um, for me, I felt farther... Uh, I'll share with you what I felt... Um, him say out of this word rest and this is the one I've got to admit that I find the most challenging personally. I felt that he wanted to encourage us or urge us as a church to rest for our physical bodies so not necessarily um, not being lazy at all, not being lazy, work hard, work hard but how are we looking after the things that our body that is helping us to work hard. How is our diet, our exercise, and our rest or sleep? Now, that I find very challenging myself. I am not um, a natural exercise person at all. I wow at people who are runners or whatever, whatever. You do. So I am currently um, getting an accountability person to get me to um, at least do a few little exercise things so that I can make a start. And, um, 
because I find it very hard, really hard. But we look after our bodies. And sometimes we can so easily look after our house, you know, do the, do the housework or whatever, the gardening or whatever, and we can look after our cars or whatever our other um, things that we own. And we don't look after our bodies. We neglect our bodies. But I felt that Father wants to encourage us as a church, to look after our bodies. Not only that and the rest, but, um, but let me share you a couple, of, a couple of verses. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. 1 Corinthians 6, 19 and 20. Do you not know that your bodies are temples of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have received from God? You are not your own. You were bought at a price. Therefore, honour God with your bodies. 1 Corinthians 10, 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. As I say, I find it challenging. But maybe, yeah, maybe you can help me <laughs> keep holding me accountable. Maybe you need to grab an accountability partner yourself. It's a way of honouring him as looking after ourselves. So not only that, but I felt him also encouraging us in coming away with him, spending time with him, resting in him. And sometimes that can be taking some time aside, whether it is, um, I don't know, half an hour, whether it's 15 minutes, Maybe it's an hour, maybe it's half a day, however long it is, coming away with him. I, I also believe that he's also not only the coming away for those periods of time, that and being with him 24-7, being more attentive to his presence with us always, listening to him, acknowledging him, responding to him right through our day. Song of Solomon, chapter 2, verse 10, says, Come away with me. Come away with me. And then I found that Jesus also said that in Mark 6, 31. Mark 6, 31 says, Then people, then, sorry, then because so many people were coming and going that they did not even have a chance to eat, he said to them, Jesus said to them, his disciples, come with me, come away with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. He's saying to us, come away with me. Matthew eleven twenty eight says, come to me, come away with me. All you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Isn't that wonderful? He wants to lavish on us. He wants to refuel us every day. He wants to do that. He wants me to come away with him. He wants to spend time with me. He wants me to spend time with him. He wants me to look after my body, my physical body. But he wants my spirit, my soul to be refueled.
re-energized to hear his voice, to listen to him, what he wants to say to me. He wants me to hear his leading and his guiding. Isn't that wonderful? He wants to speak with you. He wants to lavish on you. Wonderful. So, the three things. And in fact, the three things are three things that Jesus did really, really well. Standing on the rock, Jesus stood firm, unwavering, because of his relationship with God. He stood firm. Jesus knew how to push. He took ground. He knew how to warfare. He knew how to push the enemy back. He knew how to be victorious. In fact, he is victorious. He is victorious. He is victorious. He knew how to push. And Jesus knew how to rest despite little time. And I, I find that so, so challenging because Jesus, he knew he had little time. He had these three years of his ministry. And I know me, naturally, I would go, oh, I've got little time. And, well, because I've got little time, then I could probably go really, really hard and I know that I'm going to get, you know, pretty weary, but I could just keep on going because I've got only, you know, I can have a rest in three years, you know? <laughs> that, I'd be tempted to have that sort of mindset. But even though he had little time, only three years, he still took time to rest. He still looked after himself and he still regularly, all the time, took time to get away with his father, to come away with me with his father. He still did that. That challenges me. Even though he knew his time was limited, he did that well. I feel that father is encouraging his church in those three, three things. Stand, unwavering. Stand, push, and rest. So I want to give us opportunity to respond to him this morning. I want to give two opportunities. For those of you that may not know, I guess what I talked about before, Nairi Mayher, she, she knew the incredible peace, even though in her dying days she was going. She was in her dying days, yet here she was with this amazing peace and even that joy. She knew where she was going because she had this beautiful relationship with a loving Father, Heavenly Father. She'd gone through the ups and downs in life, but she still had that assurance of peace, of relationship with Him. So I want to give the opportunity, if there's anyone here that don't, doesn't have that, like Nairi had, like I have, the assurance of a loving Father, Heavenly Father, of a Saviour that gave his life for me, that rose victorious for me. I want to give you opportunity to respond. How about we do that now? If you would like to close your eyes and give privacy to people around you, would you like to respond to your Heavenly Father who's in love with you, who wants relationship 24-7 with you? Do you want to respond to him? today. Would you give me a wave?
You want to get to know him. Is there anyone here? Okay, so number two, opportunity to respond. For those of you that want to respond to these three things that I feel Father God is urging us in as a church, to stand unwavering, to push with unity and force in a greater way, and to rest in a greater way. You know, I may be doing these things, but I feel that Father God is asking me to do them better. So if you want to respond with me this morning, I want to encourage you to stand up with me as soon as I'm standing. Would you stand if you want to respond to him this morning? And I'd like to pray for us all. Father, I thank you for your urging. I thank you that you care about us, that you care, yeah, yeah, you care about us so much that you don't want us to remain in the status quo. You don't want us to remain where we are, but you, you want to lead us forward. I thank you, Father, that you always have more. You always have greater. Thank you. Thank you, Father, for that. So thank you for your word to us. Thank you for your encouragement, for your urging to us, your church, to respond to you and standing firm on the rock, standing on on you, our firm foundation, our fortress, our refuge. Thank you for the encouragement to, to get in with the push in a greater way, to be unified, to give force by being obedient to you in many ways. And thank you for your encouragement around rest. Father, help us. Give us courage. Give us courage in each of these three things. Give us courage to be able to hear you every single day, to be able to respond to your voice, to be able to, even if it, if it takes the accountability person to come alongside us, to help us in the, in the areas that we need it most. Help us. Thank you, Father, for your strength each day. Thank you, Father, that you want us to take ground. Thank you, Father. I'm so excited about that, that you love to see your church going forward, advancing forward, that you love to look after us as as well. Thank you, Father. I declare your blessing upon each one of these ones that have responded to you today. Bless your church. Bless your church. Father, we look to you. We receive your peace. We receive your hope. We receive your strength every single day. We receive it right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you for your protection around your church. In Jesus' name, amen.